are now listening to Wisdom from North podcast with me, Jannike Einias. Here I will explore topics such as metaphysics, spirituality, personal growth, and in general, how we can create good lives for ourselves. My intention is to find some answers, but perhaps more importantly, finding new questions to ask, because there is always something new to discover in this wonderful universe that we live in. In Wisdom from North, we're passionate about helping you take your spiritual growth to that next level. That's why we are collaborating with some amazing spiritual teachers and partners who offer free webinars and classes. Go to wisdomfromnorth.com forward slash free. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the guests and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of Wisdom from North or any entities they may represent. Now, please enjoy the episode. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello Dennis, a warm welcome to the show. Ah, thank you, Janneke, for having me on your show. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> I'm really excited about hearing the full story you have to share today. I know, first and foremost, that you are a musician, uh, but also on your website, you are writing that you are helping others through energy sessions. And that's not a coincidence because you've had quite some mystical experiences. And when I was listening to a uh, part of them uh, on YouTube, on other shows you've been to, I was like, oh my goodness, like it's, it's so rich. And it seems like you got so many answers to so many questions that I believe a lot of us are pondering about, reflecting about, and curious about. So uh, I would love for you to share them today. But before that, before these mystical experiences started to happen, were you spiritual, spiritual at all, or did you have any religious beliefs beforehand? Well, I mean, I was raised in a Christian home, but I really didn't, uh, wasn't a practicing Christian. It was just more for show, you know, we'd go there to church on Sunday until I was 12 years old. 
So it was not it was not something that I really really believed. It was more just a social uh, gathering almost. So no, I, I wouldn't say I had a lot of. I was in a strict Christian upbringing, but we were Christians. You know, we were supposed to be Christians, but I was I did not really believe in the religion so much. Yeah. yeah. I would love for you to share uh, the story or the stories. So I'll just uh, let you uh, present it in whatever way that you feel comfortable with. Okay. Well, I had two experiences, two major experiences. One was um, I wasn't dead, but it, I experienced a lot of things that people uh, experience when they're dead. And the other experience, I did die. So the first experience, well, I was very close to my mother. Me and my mother were very, very close. Um, she was like the light of my life, you know. Uh, she was a legal secretary, but then she quit to marry my father, and uh, they weren't going so well together. So um, she started to save money for me to buy me my first saxophone because I'm a singer and saxophone player. And um, she was just a joy. She would tell me like, in the morning, did you see the birds? Come see the birds, look at the birds, listen to the birds. You know, she was just everything uh, that a mother could be to a child, you know. And when she died, it was like somebody turned the lights out in my life. I was like, I, 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 I was so shocked and uh, so lost without her. Uh, that two weeks after she died, I began to drink every night. I was living in Montreal, Canada at this time. And um, every night I had almost a routine. Uh, I would go to the bar, drink, then come back home to my apartment, sit on the side of my bed, turn off the lights, and try myself to sleep. Now, this happened every night for about a week and a half, something like that. Then one night, I, I was going to do my routine. Um, I, I came in my apartment after being at the bar, having a few drinks, and I turned out the light in my room, sat on the side of my bed, and was going to cry myself to sleep. And I went to, when I went to go turn, uh, take off my sneakers, I noticed that there was, there was light on the floor. And I said, that's impossible. I know I just turned out the light. That's impossible. Now, here's the crazy part. When I looked up, it was like the sun you see in the sky, in the sky, was in my room. And a wall of, I could only describe it like if you're in the beach and a, and a wave comes and it's too big for your body and it covers your whole body. Well, imagine the water is love and it just covered my whole body. Every part of me was filled with love. And I was like this. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And out of this sun that was in my room came two smaller lights like stars. One was a little bit bigger than the other. And they floated out towards me. And one of the, the smaller lights was my mother. And I, I felt it was her. I knew it was her from just the essence of her. I, uh, and I knew it was her. And I, and I said, oh, mom, it's like that over there. Uh, because it was so much love and 
it felt like the only way to describe it, it just felt like uh, I was on a trip in Hawaii on the beach and I was a billionaire and I, and I had nothing but love around me. That's how it felt. <laughs> Perfect. And, uh, well, they floated out and, and I was, and my mother, was, they were like stars and my mother started to talk with me, but she was talking with me like I'm talking with you now. And, but instead also I could feel the conversation shooting into my body. Literally, I could feel the conversation as she was talking and shooting in my body. And she said to me, I'm going to tell you a week in the future. So you're going to know that this is not a fake. This is not an illusion. This is not a, some kind of dream. This is real. Now, she said, you're going to get a job next week. And um, there's going to be a bouncer there, which is like a doorman. She told me he's going to be homosexual. And she said, he's going to make a pass at you. But she said, whatever you do, don't get into an argument or fight with him. Now, she knew me and she knew, I mean, I, I was 29 when this happened, 29 years old. I call it the roaring 20s. And um, she knew that I have nothing against anybody who's gay or lesbian. Um, but if they know that I'm straight and they come after me, she knew that I would defend myself, defend my manhood. Um, and she said to me, if you get into an argument with this person, because he's a homosexual and a psychopath, she said, two possibilities or two timelines would happen. Either he would kill you or you would kill him, but you would go to jail for the rest of your life. And I said, no, mom, I'm going to, uh, I do what you say, because uh, I was just so happy to see her. I was just so happy that she was all right. I was just so happy that there was so much love and, and, and she was fine. She was well. Uh, so I told her, yes, mama, I follow you. I do exactly what you say. No problem. I do exactly what you say. Uh, and then she said one more thing. She said, the girl that you've been seeing um, has three kids that you don't know about. And she said, she's going to have, try to have a fourth kid with you but she's going to try to, to trap you, to trick you into having a fourth kid. And she said to him, tell me to be careful about that. And then there was a pause. And then I asked her, I said, but mom, who is this other light standing next to you? And then that light spoke to me and it said, I'm an escort. And, uh, I'm escorting your mother to the earth. And the exact words it said, this is an interruption in your life. Well, after it said that, then I said, well, I got some questions, you know, because it was like Star Wars in my room. It's like God is in my room. I want to know some answers. So I asked, I asked uh, the, the angel, I would call it, um, how many kids I'm going to have? Who's going to be my wife? You know, why am I here? And uh, the angel e kindly and easily and calmly said to me, I'm going to answer all your questions 
but you won't be allowed to remember. So I was answered all the questions I, I asked, but I was only allowed to remember what my mother said. So uh, then my mother uh, told me that she loved me and she, and she said also that uh, she would always be around me, but I wouldn't be as aware as I am tonight that she is, uh, that she's here, that she's around me. Then they, it's like a, when you see an ice cube in a glass, it starts to melt away. That's how they did. They started to pull back into the, to God, to the sun. And my room started to go dark again, slowly, slowly go dark. And when they pulled all the way back and they were gone, tears just burst out my eyes, just burst out my eyes because I said, Nobody, nobody's ever going to believe this happened. Nobody, nobody's ever going to believe me. This is so incredible. Nobody's ever going to believe me. But I have the proof. The next day, a band member called me and said, hey, we got a job. Now, I didn't tell my band members what had happened the night before because I didn't want them thinking, you know, oh, Dennis, he's a great singer, a great saxophone player. But when his mom died, he lost it, man. He lost his mind. So I didn't tell him nothing. So I said, oh, we got a band. We got a job. That's great. Uh, now, we hadn't worked for about two or three weeks. So it was a dry spell that we got a job. So I said, that's great. And then I hung up the phone. And then we then I went to this sound check because we have sound check. And sound check is just the musicians checking the equipment to make sure it works uh, before the show begins. So we did the sound. We came, I came to this club. It was a new club. We were happy in a new club. And there was a, a guy there, a doorman there, huge guy. I mean, I'm a big, big guy, but this guy, his one of his arms was my whole body. And um, nothing happened. We, we did the sound check. And uh, everything went okay, and I left. And then the night came, and then it was time for to do the gig. So I came in. We we did the first set. It was perfect. Everybody loved it. And on our break, I was talking to the band. This is me. I was talking to the band. And this bouncer that I saw at the door before walked behind me and grabbed my butt like a grab. And, I, and I, I was talking, I went, hey. And I said, I said to the band, guys, did you see that? This guy just grabbed my butt. But they couldn't really see it. They just saw the guy passing because I was in front and he was behind me. So they only saw him passing, but I felt, I felt the grab and I was mad. And I was about to go over there to, to do something with this guy. And I said, I, got, I told my friends, I got to tell this guy something. Just grab my butt, man. I got to tell this guy something. So I went over there, but then I said, oh, Remember mom, remember mom, remember mom. Don't lose it, man. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. So I went over there and I told him, I said, listen, man, I'm not like that. Please don't touch me. And he said to me, well, you had too much beers, man. And I said, no, I didn't have too much beers. I said, I'm just telling you, don't touch me anymore, please. I'm not like that. And then he said to me, why don't you tell your friends? that I touched you. And I said, yeah, because you did touch me. And I said, I'm telling you now, I'm not like that. Please don't touch me. And then I walked away. 
because I knew that if I stayed there, the conversation was going more and more to what my mom was telling me about and not to have an argument with this guy. So I walked away. And then we did the second set. Nothing happened. Everything was okay. And I left the club. And then the next day happened. And then I got a call from the band member. And he said, did you hear what happened? I said, what do you mean, what happened? No, I didn't hear anything happen. He said, remember that bouncer that you were talking about that you said that, that grabbed, you, grabbed you? I said, yeah. He said, he got into an argument with the club owner and crushed both of his rib cages, killed the club owner, and went to jail for manslaughter. Oh. He's still in jail right now as we talk for manslaughter. And when he told me that, I just said, oh, wow, thanks, man. I, just, I still didn't say nothing about my mom because I, 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 I didn't think they would understand that. So, uh, so I hung up the phone. I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everything my mother told me is coming true. Everything. I mean, everything. So I said, if that's true, my girlfriend, I've been, I've been dating her for about a year and a half. Oh, I got to ask. I got to call her. So I went to call my girlfriend and she answered the phone. Hello. And I said, yeah, hi. Um, tell me something. I said, just tell me the truth. It's okay. Just tell me the truth. I said, do you have three kids? And the phone went silent. <gasps> and then she said, who told you? And I said, no, it can't be. I know you. It's impossible. I said, let me ask you again. Do you have three kids? And she said, yes. But who told you? <laughs> and I was totally in shock. And then I said, well, I'm going to tell you who told me. My dead mother told me. And me and you are finished. Because if you're going to hide your kids, I don't know what else you're going to hide. I mean, it would, it might have worked if you had kids. It, it, I didn't care about the kids, but if you're going to hide them, I, I don't trust you. So we're finished. And I, and, and I hung up the phone and that was it. Now, that was my first experience. Now, what I did after that, I was trying to tell myself, okay, I got to get back to normal life. <laughs> I said, this is all just too much so i said i have to get back to normal life this is just too much i'm going to try to go back to normal life and 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 live a, a normal life so i would i started to follow who was like this guy from the platters but not the original platters it was like this renewed group called the platters okay and he was a singer excellent singer had record contracts everywhere Germany, America, everywhere. And I was following him. And, and we were performing together. I was learning from him about vocals and singing. And then one night, he offered me drugs. And I started to do drugs with him. Uh, by the way, which I'm not so, not so proud about that part. Um, but I thought, at that time, I thought that was the right thing to do because I wanted to be successful. He was successful. So I thought, well, I got to do what he's doing. He's doing drugs, so I, I might as well do what he's doing. So we started doing drugs together. And then 
maybe I think six months after he dropped dead. Okay, he died. And for me, I did his last show that he was alive. I was I did his last show. And that was a wake up call for me. And I said to myself, that's it. That what I said, if I continue to do the path that he's doing, I'm gonna die too. So I said, that's it, I'm finished. I stopped cold turkey. Um, so I didn't do any more drugs, but I kind of replaced it. And what I replaced it with was marijuana. I, I said, just smoke a joint every now and then, it's not such a bad thing. So I said, that's what I'll do. So that's what I did. I, I Every now and then, once a month, I would have a, a marijuana joint and that was it. And um, one night, with my new girlfriend, um, we re we ran out of marijuana. Now, <laughs> this is nothing against musicians, <laughs> but <laughs> but most musicians, no matter what state or country they're in, know where to get marijuana. They just know. <laughs> That's just just automatic. Okay, I would say ninety percent. Okay. So we ran out of marijuana, me and my girlfriend. And so I said, well, I'm going to call one of my musician friends. I'm sure they know where to get some. So I called one of my friends and they said, yeah, I got some and I can bake it in a cake and, and bring it to you. I said, great, because um, I never had it in the cake before. So he brought it over. It was a chocolate cake, by the way. and. And he brought the cake and, and left left the cake, left and left my apartment with me and my girlfriend. So I cut a piece for my girlfriend and I cut a piece for me. And we ate the cake and 20 minutes went by and nothing happened. And I said, hmm, you feel anything? She said, no. I said, I don't feel anything either. I said, maybe we have to eat a little bit more cake. So this time, <laughs> I cut half of the cake and she ate one half and I ate the other half. Okay. And then 20 minutes went by again and we didn't feel anything. And I said, that's strange. I said, it must be a bad batch or something. I don't feel anything. Then another 10 minutes went by and we started to feel something, but it wasn't like we were getting high. It was more like our bodies were shutting down. It's like, I, I don't know if it's because it was going directly into our blood instead of smoking it, but it was shutting down. I would be like talking with her and then I would forget to breathe. And then it was becoming like hard for me to like move around. I couldn't hardly move. It was hard. And she said to me, you better call 911 because, uh, while you still can, while we still can. And I said, ah, yeah, you're right. I think so. So I called 911 and this was kind of embarrassing. They said, well, how can we help you? <laughs> and they were very polite. And I had to say, well, um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we seem to have ate a cake with marijuana and we, we, I think we ate maybe ate too much and we feel like we're dying. Uh, could you come please help us? <laughs> save us you know so they said uh, no problem we'll, we'll send one we'll send 
we're on our way. We'll send somebody on their on their way. But the thing is, when you call nine one one, if it's about any kind of narcotic, they call the police also. So the police and the ambulance was coming to the apartment. Now this was around maybe four o'clock in the morning. Okay. So the the police arrived because they wanted to charge us with something, but there was nothing to charge. We had already eaten all the cake, so there was nothing. <laughs> so, so they left and they took us in the ambulance. Now we were on the third floor and like, it was like a stairwell. So they, they had to lift us down and we were in separate stretchers and we were on the third floor and our neighbors had windows right in front of the stairwell. So they were looking out the window like, oh, what happened to that? You know, and as we were being carried, there was lights flashing. It was, it looked like, I could, I say it all the time. It looked like it's something like Mick Jagger, David Bowie overdosed. And, and it's just like, it was just a crazy scene, crazy scene. And neighbors looking out the window, three o'clock in the morning, you see these, this, these couple being taken out in different stretchers. And uh, so they rushed us to the hospital. And by the time they had got to the, to the apartment, I was very glad. I was like this. I was totally stiff. My heart was trying to beat. And I was so happy that they had got here because I know I didn't have much time. I couldn't live much longer. So they got there and um, they took us to the hospital. And when we arrived to the hospital, another strange thing happened. As we were passing the reception, I saw my dead mother again. This time, she was looking through the reception papers for me. And she had on this outfit that she used to wear uh, when she was with a, a group of uh, women. It was like a club of women. And they would go play bingo together. They would go on trips together. And she had this outfit on. I recognized it right away. And uh, as we were passing, I said, oh, there's mom. And I could see her just as clear as I could see you. <laughs> right now and uh, later on of course i discovered i put two and two together that i was so close to death at that time when we when they passed me in the reception that's the reason why i could see her very clearly so they put me in one room and they put my girlfriend in another room now i was in a room by myself and they gave me this black drink to drink at first i thought it was tar but Later, I found out it was charcoal, and it tastes horrible. Oh, my God. Oh, I mean, absolutely horrible. But I drank it down right away. I was on my bed. I drank it right down right away. And I was thinking to myself, oh, you're going to live. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You're going to live. Finally, they got to me. They got to me. You're going to live. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. So as I laid down and relaxed on the bed, and they, they had left the, my, my room, so I was just in my room by myself. As I was relaxing, all of a sudden, I heard my heart, like somebody had put my heart right in front of my ear. And my heart started to beat like this. Boop, boom, boop, boom, boop, boom, boop, boom, boom. And when it went boom, that's when I popped out of my body as if I was like, I'm on this couch and I just pop up and I jump up. I popped out my body and, and the first thing I said then was, I'm out. 
and uh and i i looked at i started to look at my hand i couldn't believe that i was out and i started to look at my hand and my hand looked like if you could if you ever watch television too late there's usually like this emergency broadcasting system that comes on i don't know if you're familiar with it in norway but there's in america there's this like the, the screen goes to static when they don't have any more things to broadcast on the television. It just goes to the static and in the static it's like colors. And my hand was like a light gray with a light blue tint around it. And I was looking at my hand and I was standing on the side of my bed and my body was in the bed. I could see my leg and I was like, wow. I, I I couldn't believe I was out. Then I heard uh, there was a sink across uh, from my bed and a drop of water just going boop, boop. And for some odd reason, when I was out of my body, my curiosity was like at a thousand. And to a soul, a drop of water was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And uh, when I heard the drop of water, I said, a drop of water. Wow. And the minute I thought about the drop of water, my vision automatically went very close to the water and back automatically. And then as if, I mean, if I give you a, if I give you a bicycle, uh, 20 years from now, I'm sure you're still going to be able to ride it. Uh, you know, and it was like, I was, I was remembering something like I could stop time. And I just put my hand across the air and the drop of water froze in midair. I had stopped time. And to a soul, that was not such an amazing thing. It was just like, okay. And then I said to myself, I said, I'd like to see that drop of water from every angle. And then I, I just opened my hand like that, and five of me appeared at the sink. One was on the right, one was on the left, one was underneath the water, one was watching, and I was watching all of them. And I, I was amazed. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then I, when I would close my hand, they would all suck back to one to me. And I, and I open my hand and they would all appear at the sink and I close it. They would all go back <laughs> and I kept doing that. And then, and then one time I said, what if I add a little shake? I wonder what they shake. And I opened my hand with a little shake like that. And they all appeared with a little shake. And then I burst out laughing. I, I, I couldn't, it was turning into Bugs Bunny period. I burst out laughing. And when I burst out laughing, it was like I was laughing in the Grand Canyon. It just went into eternity. Now, after the laugh, after the laugh, um, I felt that there was somebody watching me. And then I heard a voice. And the voice said very calmly, very easily, almost like a parent would say to a child, you know, if you run around the corner too fast, you might fall, be careful. Well, this voice said to me, 
if you stay out much longer, you may have to stay. And it wasn't a demand, it wasn't a command. It was just giving me a choice. If you don't go back now, you might have to stay. And I didn't question it. I knew it wasn't my thought because I said, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, my heart can't stay stopped forever, you know. So I pointed myself in the direction of my body. And here's another thing. I never wanted to look at my face while I was dead because I was afraid that I was going to have this, <laughs> this, this horrible look on my face that I might be, it might scare myself. So I, I only looked at my leg and I knew I was standing up and my leg was laying down in the body and in, in the bed. So I knew that I was out. So I pointed myself in the direction of my body and I just wheeled my soul. So I'm going to go into that body and I went into the body and then my heart did a double beat boom, boom, and started to beat and everything was okay. But, oh yeah, I forgot to say while I was out of my body, there was something else happening all to all at the same time. Now, if you, I don't know if you heard of Alka-Seltzer, but if you put an Alka-Seltzer in a glass of water, it starts to dissolve, right? Well, while I was out of my body, information was expanding like crazy. Information kept building and building and expanding and expanding. And this information I was able to bring back. And uh, it was a lot of information that was totally opposite of what I believed before. And totally surprising. I mean, about so many different subjects, uh, you know, um, it, it was just amazing. For example, it was saying, um, it told me that there's no right or wrong on the other side, just perspective. Um, it told me also about uh, people who experience hell when they die. It's because they created it. Um, God is only love. God doesn't create hell. And because also the other thing is we all are gods and we are part of God. And I mean, we all are gods with a big G. We can create a whole island, a whole universe, a whole galaxy with just half a thought. We can also have multiple lifetimes at the same time. And the people who experience this hell, um, they experience it because they are afraid that it exists and they actually create it while they're here on the earth. And in the Christian religion anyway, if you go to hell, you're supposed to be there forever, right? You're not supposed to never get out, right? But hundreds of people are coming back with stories about hell they did die, they went to hell, but they're out. And the reason why they're out is because once their soul realizes that it's them that's creating this hell, not God, they leave. And the same thing I got with the downloads about heaven. Uh, people also create heaven because of their thoughts on earth. But heaven, in reality, is anywhere after death is heaven. It's all God. It's all God. So uh, sometimes they go to this place that they've created called heaven that they think is heaven, but it's their creation. You might see Jesus or Mary and nobody else is there because while they were here, they thought nobody else would be good enough to get into heaven. So it's a very lonely place and nothing's going on. 
And it's because they created that. It's not God. God is only love. Um, this is what I got. Uh, I got about the Bible too. Um, not all the Bible was true. Um, it was manipulated uh, by the governments and, and also the religious people at the time. Also got information about Christ. Um, there's a Christ consciousness that exists just under un unconditional love. Also that there were many Christ. That's another thing I got. Um, not just only one, there was many that came with that consciousness of, of knowing and also that uh, on the earth we misunderstood what Christ was trying to say. Um, there's not there's not one way to only get to God. There's many ways to get to God. Okay, that's the first thing. Second thing, Christ was saying, I do these works, but greater will you do. He was trying to say that he is no better than you. <laughs> you on the other side, there's an, is another thing I got downloads. There's no hierarchy. There's no oh the great angel, and then there's you. God sees you at the same level. Um, stuff like that. Uh, Jesus came with a, with the, with the consciousness of the other side, and he brought it to the, to this earth reality. Oh yeah, the earth. That's the other thing. The earth is a game, by the way. Um, uh. It's a soul that's alive. That's one of my downloads. And that uh, it agreed, it was other souls that created this game and it agreed to play this game for a couple billion years. Um, but now the game is up. Uh, it, it stopped around 2012. And now the earth is rising to fifth dimension. When we're on third dimension right now, going through fourth dimension to fifth dimension. And the earth is rising, doesn't want to play the 3D game anymore. And uh, the whole vibration of the earth has changed. That's why we have so much division in the world right now. Um, because if you put a positive battery and a negative battery together, what do they do? They, they separate, okay? Um, if you, you can check it in science too, the, the Schumann resonance, if you ever heard of the Schumann resonance, which is the electrical frequency or pulse of the earth, is normally at 7.83. And that frequency is the exact frequency of the human brain. Now, if you if you check on Google, they, you're going to see that this frequency is rising up to 300 and over. They can't. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Can't even measure it anymore. So this is to show you that the earth is rising in vibration. Um, 
I got so many downloads uh, about so many different topics. Uh, I'll let you ask. You can ask me the questions about about what I got because it's just a lot of information. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's uh, quite some stories there. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, how has this changed you afterwards? Like you said, you came back with gifts. How has that changed your life? Ah, okay. Yeah, the gifts. Well, actually, okay. After this, <laughs> I said for the last time, I said, oh, I'm going to try to get back to normal life. I'm going to try. <laughs> so I went, I went back to the band life and stuff like that. And uh, I didn't tell anybody about that experience either for a while. And uh, we were in this new club called uh, Mont Roland, a place in, in Canada called Mont Roland. And it was a snowstorm. So we went there and nobody was there. It was just me, the band and me and two waitresses. So we were having beers and I, and I said to the waitress, hey, waitress, come on over here for fun. I'm going to I'm going to tell you your future for fun. I said, give me your left hand. And she gave me her left hand. And I said, uh, your boyfriend is paraplegic. I said, he blames you for his handicap, even though it's not your fault. You're going to meet a guy in three months from now. You're going to fall in love and you're going to marry this guy. And you're going to be happy for the rest of your life with this guy. And I just threw her hand away. And I didn't pay attention that she never said one word through the whole conversation. And I just finished my beer. And the next year we played at the same club. And this waitress ran up to me and she said, did you know that everything you said came true? I said, no way, way, impossible. I said, your boyfriend was paraplegic. She said, yes. I said, he blamed you for his handicap. She said, yes. I said, you met a guy three months after. She said, yes. And I said, you married him. And then she didn't even say yes. She just showed me the wedding ring. And the hairs went up my arm. And I said, oh, my God, what am I? What am I turning into? I'm an alien. What happened? <laughs> What's going on? And my band just looked at me and they said, what's wrong with you, man? You turning into Nostradamus? <laughs> yeah, because it was that was a quite serious situation. And I was just totally in shock. And sadly, there was another incident that happened as I was discovering I had this gift with another friend. This time it was a friend of the band. He was a bouncer too, but he was cool, cool people, no problems with him. And I had a premonition about this guy. Um, he was a bouncer for places what we call the after hours, which means that clubs that stay open after the normal clubs. I mean, after I would play a show, when the clubs close at two or whatever, I would go to the after hours because I needed to unwind and talk about the show. And, and you know, people would be there to talk about the show and, and have a drink after. It, it stayed open to about seven or eight in the morning. Well, this, this bouncer friend of mine, he used to come to see the band. He was real cool people, good friend. And for some reason, on this Thursday, I had a, like a premonition that he shouldn't go out that this weekend. Now, I hadn't had that before, and, and it was like a cloud the whole day hanging over my head about this guy, don't go out. Now, this guy's another, he's a doorman, so he's like super huge. Anybody that's going to mess with him, you got to be local. you got to be crazy if you're going to try to mess with this guy. This guy gets huge muscles everywhere. He's huge. 
go get it. And I said, if I tell him, don't go out, stay in your apartment, just stay in your apartment, don't go out the whole weekend, he's going to think I'm nuts. He's going to think, oh, this guy, I like him, he's a good friend, but he's, he's losing it now. He's a little bit crazy telling me to, that I have to stay here. So I saw him on that Friday after my show. I came to the after hours with the band. And I thought about telling him, and I said, man, if I tell him, he's going to think I'm crazy. And I said, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just sensitive or weird, having these weird impressions. I don't know. Maybe it's just nothing. You know, it might not just be nothing. So I didn't tell him. Now, Sunday came, and I, I went to the same after hours after my show, uh, expecting to see that he would be at the door. But he wasn't at the door. There was another guy at the door, another bouncer. And this bouncer had tears rolling down his face. And when I came there, I said, what's wrong, man? And he said, you didn't hear? I said, no, what happened? He said, the, the, the bouncer that uh, was normally here is dead. Mm. And I said, no. I said, how? How did he die? What happened? And he said that he met a girl on Saturday and he took this girl after his work. He went to a hotel with her and she waited till he fell asleep and she slashed his throat with a knife. <gasps> and by the time he woke up, he had lost too much blood. He couldn't, he, he lost consciousness and he died. And I had to go to his funeral. And I felt so guilty. And I said, if I get a message for the president of the United States, I'm going to tell him. I don't care if anybody thinks I'm crazy. I'm going to tell them. I'm never going to withhold information again. Never, never. And um, yeah, and that, and that was the bad, I say the bad experience. But when I checked inside my soul, I got an answer about that. And the answer was that he, if you had told him, he wouldn't have listened anyway. And also, uh, that was an exit point for him. Mm. Okay. And uh, here's another download that I have from my deaf experiences that we all have exit points. These are points where if we want to leave this game or this world, we can um, it's like you were on the phone and, and, and because you were on the phone, uh, you didn't cross the street and there was a car that ran the red light, but you didn't cross, you, you didn't because you were on the phone, you missed that. Or you got, or you were too late for your plane, but that plane crashed. These are exit points. We have many exit points, uh, in our life where we could die or, or not. And, uh, may I, yeah, may I ask, like, do we subconsciously choose our exit points? No, they're no. just exit points that just come. And, and there, and there's certain, it's like certain times somebody asked me once, uh, do we have free will or is it destiny? Right. And the answer was both. Hmm. There's certain things that you planned before you came here that you plan that will be in your life, which is your kids, your, your partner, your best friend, your dog, your cat, even your, um, 
certain place you may live. Th these are all destination points, destiny. But you still have free will that when these situations come, if you want to turn it down, you still can turn it down. It's not written in stone. But for sure, there's certain people, even if you sit in front of your apartment and do nothing, there's certain people you're going to meet no matter what, because mm -hmm. you had already planned to meet them. Okay, that's the destiny. And and the the free will is you, you have free will to make the choice to go down that path or not. But when there are several exit points, who decides when you're going to die? Well, it's actually done on a soul level more than a conscious level. Okay. It's not done on a conscious level. It's done on a soul level. But but every now and then you get a conscious person that's aware of it, and they and they they will choose or they will not choose. Oh yeah, here's another download. I have to say this, um, which I, which I had so many that I, every now and then I get one that I feel people need to know. There is no such thing as a horrible death mm. because the soul gets taken out of the body mm. minutes, seconds before it happened. And, and there is no murder. The soul gets taken out before the murder happens. All right. Okay. That's why you hear people. I was in a car accident, but I don't remember the impact because the soul was taken out before the impact. It's the same for uh, and, and and people who suffer a long, long time and long, long pain. If the, the pain continues too long, the, the soul will leave the body. Hmm. That's a relief. Okay, so there is no horrible death. There is no horrible uh, child child death and all that stuff. If a child, if a baby dies premature, let's say it comes into the world and it and it lives for three weeks and then dies. It's only because that soul said, I don't like this body. I don't like this small, this small space. No, no, I changed my mind. I'm leaving. And that's it. That's all. Um, and death, when I died, it was so easy. Like I was drinking a glass of water. I couldn't even believe it. And, and when I popped out my body, I had, to, I had to look at my hand to make sure and look at the bed to make sure that I'm dead. Because I feel like I feel now, except I had the same personality, except I did, I started to have more powers. I did feel a little bit lighter, but that's about it. I had the same personality. I was laughing, joking. You know, in fact, I was having so much fun that God had to even say, hey, if you stay out here too longer, you might have to stay. Wow. You know, so... Um, so, and I found out, yeah, I mean, I mean, we can create anything on the other side. I mean, anything. I mean, it, even if we want to create a body, we can create a body and inhabit it. it. But it won't be the same body as we have on the earth because the earth is third density. It'll be a body texture wise, but it'll be lighter and it'll be like a, like Superman body because, uh, because it won't, it won't die. It won't, it'll be perfect. Okay, and it'll be on higher density. It won't be on the low density because we're in three D. Three D is duality. But what about on Earth? To what um, um, 
how much can we create here on earth like jesus said you know well, like, it, it, yeah it's 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 a uh, oh yeah here's the other thing there's going to be a lot of people are going to be freaked out but i have to say it this is my download hmm. there is no karma hmm. none what it is is frequency vibration if you're on the channel if you murder somebody you're putting yourself on the frequency of murder of channel and that that frequency you can murder or you may be murdered what? it's like if you're on the rock station you can't get classical you're on the rock station until you change your frequency and that's what it is it's not about god oh you did that last life so now i'm going to punish you this life and this it doesn't there's no debt there is no debt you know I, I was a Christian. I died high. Ooh. And guess what? I was working with love. I was, my powers were, I was having a ball. <laughs> okay? So there is no karma. It's just frequency. It's not about, oh, you did that, now you're going to be paid back. No, you did that. But remember, you're on that frequency, so it could happen to you. If you're ripping off people and ripping off money, you're on that frequency. So guess what? It can happen to you. Hmm. You see that it's all about frequency. That's all it is. That makes sense. <laughs> that yeah, makes yeah. so much more sense. No, but that's what I got. That's you know these things I'm telling you. I had no idea about. I was just a singer, a musician. I was not thinking about nothing spiritual. This just came to me, and and I believe every word a thousand percent my downloads. Every every word I found to be perfect, true, and correct. And so that's just one of my downloads. Uh, there is no horrible death. So that's the first thing. Second thing, I remember I had a client saying, well, what about Hitler? You know, uh, why should God love uh, Hitler as much and, and the same as he loves me? And the answer with that is, is that God loves everybody. There is no right or wrong. But there is a life review. The life review is not about to punish you, it's just to review. But what you experience in that life review is what you did and what everybody else felt. So if you got into an argument with a person and you're in your and you're experiencing your life review, you're going to experience what you felt when you were arguing with that person, but you're also going to experience what the other person felt exactly. So if you imagine Hitler, who, who, who created all this fear and death among millions and millions of people, he's going to have to experience all that. And that's not nice. <laughs> that won't be nice. But it won't be forever. Because on the other side, everything is happening much faster. Think of it like the propeller of a plane. When the propeller of a plane is going very, very fast, it looks like it disappears, right? But if you stick your hand in there, you know that it's there. That's the same with the soul. The soul is vibrating on a very high level. So everything is moving much faster than it does in earth time or terms. Did you get any downloads about uh, all the uh, unidentified aircrafts that we're seeing now? There's so much buzz about this now on Netflix, tons of series, and people are channeling these extraterrestrials. It seems like... Uh yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, the thing is, the extraterrestrials know that we're on the on the verge of a change. 
and uh, they've been around already for a long time. Okay, they, this is not like oh we discovered them just now. No way, they've been around here <laughs> for thousands of years actually. Hmm. Okay, um, you know Michelangelo he painted, painted Christ, and he also painted a spaceship there. So just to tell you, I mean they've been around. The Egyptians painted them. It, it's all over the, the ancient tablets and all kinds of stuff, extraterrestrial. Um, they're here. They're watching, but they're, they're not really allowed to interrupt the evolution of the humanity. Mm. But they can help it to a certain degree. And they do. They do help it. Um, there's good ones and there's not so good ones. But most of the not so good ones are kind of leaving because the planet itself is rising. And when you have a planet that's on higher vibrations, what is high vibrations? High vibrations is truth. High vibrations is love, harmony, peace, not war. Mm. So when you have a negative vibration or a negative battery on a planet that's rising, it makes the negative battery crazy. They go crazy, and that's exactly what's happening. But as far as the extraterrestrials and stuff like that, uh, they would like, I believe, and I felt that they, they want to make it, uh, not the extraterrestrial, but the governments want to make it into an enemy mm. as a way to control more. Mm. Okay. Uh, the extraterrestrials, if they wanted to just dis to destroy humanity or attack humanity, they would have done it a long, long, long time ago. Yeah. Not now. <laughs> okay. And also the governments have been communicating and even making deals with extraterrestrials for quite a while they just haven't shared it and now they're trying to pretend like they're sharing it but it's only in order to to make that if the extraterrestrials come to present themselves more because the planet is rising that's the only reason why they would because other than that they they don't like to be too too upfront with with uh, humans as you can see because it's scary for them because we're still very primitive we want to shoot them down we want to attack they're not attacking nobody so they're very skeptical about that but because the planet is rising we're going to see a lot more of them we're going to see uh, there's going to be a lot more interaction than it's already has been is it possible that just some of us will see them because we have a choice you know to be in 5d or 3d well the higher vibration you go on the more you're aware of everything that mm. doesn't exist that you can't see mm because we're not even seeing everything. Hmm. Um, so as we as we get higher and higher, consciousness raises. Um, so more and more people are going to be aware. Now, it doesn't mean everybody will be more aware because you still have free will. So if you still choose that low vibration, which is law, which is fake, which is lies, which is all the low vibration stuff, you may not see it. You might just think, oh, this is a bunch of baloney and that's it. You see, that's low vibration. But when you're the higher vibration you go, the more your eyes are open. The more things you see, the more things you understand, you get information from. Now, what I'm curious is to, you know, this guy we all know that created this war in Ukraine. Why do certain souls get so much power that gives them the opportunity to, to destroy so many people? Like, why are not beautiful souls like yourself in power on this earth? Well, first thing you have to understand, 
yeah, this is it. It was the big download too. And <laughs> we take this life too serious. First thing, this is a game. And I mean game. Okay, it's a game. And for example, Napoleon. Napoleon was a general and he did all these bad things. But when he died, when he took off that jacket, what is he? A soul. What is souls made out of? Love. It's a game. That's all it is. And the game is to experience. Some people, some souls would like to experience power. So they did. Some souls would like to experience other things. Because if you're on the other side, if you're in a white room, you are white. And everything is white. You won't realize that you're white. Unless you have the contrast. You won't even realize that you're that color. Unless you're able to see other colors, then you can say, oh, yeah, I'm white. You know, it, it, think of it like a soul reads all the books, knows all the knowledge about how to drive a car, but never experienced it. So it had to come down to 3D because on the other side, there is it, it's not third density. So you can't experience how it is on 3D. You have to lower your vibration to come down here. Even my mother... Even after you die for two weeks, you're still adjusting. It's an adjustment period. My mother didn't know how to come back. She was already had left the earth plane. She didn't know how to come back, so she needed an escort. Hmm. So we still, you know, that's that's why I say, you know, um, we're still learning once we go on the other side. Not learning, but we're still uh, adjusting. But but as far as as far as people in power and all that stuff like that, um, the people on low vibrations right now are gonna are gonna be more aggressive, more angry because they are on a planet that's rising. They're they're losing their control. That's the real point. And then they get stronger. It seems like they get they're stronger. Not, no, they're not. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. It's just like the illusion that everything is getting worse when it's actually not. Mm. Everything is rising. There's more light coming to the planet. Even if you check your, your iPhones, <laughs> when you check on the display, you have to turn the display brighter than normal. If you <laughs> go outside, go outside and stand with your iPhone and see if you can read it. You can't unless you turn up the brightness so bright that it's even beyond normal. And that's because there's more sun coming in. And that's because the planet is rising. Hmm. And that's and that's the good news. Okay? But if you turn on TV and politicians and all that, you're going to think, oh, my God, it's horrible. The thing is, is that logic is no longer functioning now. It's only vibration. Low or high, that's it. If you try to do something logical, you're going to see that it, it's it's much harder to do. Why is that? Ten years ago, I was doing the same thing, and it, and it worked. But now I try to do the same thing. It doesn't work because we've changed vibration. Vibration affects everything. If I sing a note and I match the vibration of the glass, what happens? It breaks. Mm. 
Okay, so this new vibration. So what I tell, and I tell your audience, what I tell people you who want to be into the five D, and I have nothing against people who want the roller coaster ride. It's okay, <laughs> but if you want to get into the five D, you want to keep your vibration high. And what you should do is write down ten things on the list uh, that you should do when you feel your vibration gets low, because your your um, feelings, your emotions are your thermometer to tell you whether you're going low vibrations or high vibrations. Now, the first thing on your list out of this 10 should be nature. If you go into nature and you sit under a tree or you sit in the forest, you automatically raise your vibration. If you sit there for an hour, automatically your vibration raises. You don't have to do anything. If you sit there with bare feet, that would even be better. But even just sitting there, for one hour, your vibration raises automatically. Now, the other nine things can be things of your, your personal choice. It could be your favorite uh, dessert, could be your favorite movie, could be your favorite meal, could be a good friend that makes you laugh, could be a kitten, could be a puppy, could be a picture, could be music, could be artwork, could be flowers. Something that brings you automatic joy could be a photo, could be a good book. Something that brings you automatic joy. You don't have to think about it. Now, when you, when your vibration, you, your emotions tell you, oh, for some odd reason today, I just don't feel good or I feel anxiety or fear or something like that, it's time to do one of my 10 things on my list. You do it. Now, I tell people to be happy, but I don't tell you to ignore because a lot of these spiritual teachers, they want to tell you, oh, just be happy and that's it. And for, don't, ever, don't ever feel negative emotion. That's not true. You got to be like a three-year-old girl for you, I would say. A three-year-old girl, what she does, she runs around the corner real fast and she falls on her face and she screams. She feels that negative, low vibration emotion. But one minute later, that same little girl is laughing because she felt that negative emotion, but she let it go. And the problem with adults is, we feel that negative emotion. We hold on to it for days, weeks, even years. When we have to let it go. Because if you feel, if you try to hide too many negative emotions, what happens? You explode. Okay. Somebody's going to say, how are you? And just going to go, ah, what's wrong with her? Nobody knows because you've been trying to hide all that negative emotion. So I tell you, yes, be as happy as you can. But if you have to feel negative emotions, then feel it. Feel it, but then let it go. And if your emotions tell you, hey, uh, today doesn't feel good, I don't feel good, I don't know why, then do one of the 10 things on your list. I have a list too. My second is Bugs Bunny, because I like Bugs Bunny cartoons. They make me laugh so much. So automatically, I, I, if I'm not feeling great that day, and I feel like I'm not going to feel great that day, I say, oh, do one of my 10 things, Bugs Bunny. And I'm watching and I'm happy and I'm laughing and I'm my vibrations high again. Yeah, that's a great tip because I, I can find myself that I go into this bubble and I'm, when I'm like, oh, I can't do the tools yeah. I have right now because I'm right. in the bubble and then I do it and it works. Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
That's exactly it. That is. I just exactly. don't. I can't uh, trust my ego because my ego is like, no, it's not working. It's not working. And I'm like, okay, do it anyway, Annika. And then I'm like, oh gosh. Exactly. That's why I yeah. tell them, tell people, write it down. Write ten things down. Just write it down. Keep it. Keep it there. Yeah. So you'll know that the point is to know what to do when you feel your vibrations going low. Know what to do because you don't want to stay on that low vibration. Because the thing about five D is. You want to be on high vibrations more often than not. Right. It's, it's not that you have to be perfect, but you want to be on it more often than mm. not. Makes sense. Where okay. sort of your, your um, average uh, state of being. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And also sleep is very important um, because your body automatically can go, gravitate to a low vibration if you're very tired. Mm. Okay, so if you're tired, then you probably have to do one of those 10 things because you're just tired. And, and it's important to know that just to know that. But your emotions are your thermometer, they can tell you, I can't tell you you're on low vibrations, but your your emotions can tell you. Mm. I just feel my vibration is racing. Totally oh, great. You know? <laughs> great. <laughs> so high and so inspired by you. Um, well, I watched you a few times too, Miss. Yes, <laughs> I've watched you, and I I love your channel, and I love the questions you have, and I and I've been to Norway only twice. All right. I was in Bergen, and because I was uh, doing a, a cruise ship, I was singing on a cruise ship. Okay. And we stopped, and I had to, and I was in Norway. It was quite interesting and fascinating. I was, I remember I was with a taxi, and he was telling me all these little crazy stories but uh i had a great time in Norway. yeah yeah i come from oslo so that yeah, i know the capital yes yeah 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 right so dennis i have three questions that i ask my guests okay one is what is self-love to you oh wow that's a very good one too very good good question um self-love is is to accept who you are no matter how different that may be from others and also to know that you are love. And if you know that you are love, um, that's a big plus, but also your acceptance. And also know that you can make mistakes. It's okay. It's okay. You know, I have to tell you a quick story with that question because my grandfather used to asked me when I was seven years old, how many mistakes did you make in school today? And I would say, uh, I made none. And he would be disappointed. He would ask me again the next week, how many mistakes did you make in school today? And this, and I would say, well, I made one this time in algebra. And he would take me out to ice cream for ice cream. And he was doing that to show me, don't be afraid of your mistakes because they're not really mistakes. It's just information that you will get to do a better job the next time. And it made me fearless about trying new things mm. because I'm not afraid to make the mistake at all. It's for me, it's just information. It's not a mistake at all, oh, but he taught me that. So you see, and that for me is kind of like a self-love. It helps you, but your next question. <laughs> yeah. What is happiness to you? Oh, wow. To me personally, because I think probably, well, there's one answer that everybody's for sure would be love. 
something. Um, but happiness for me is is to um, to enjoy the life and to love others and to love myself. For me, that's you're rich if you can love others and you can love yourself. And if you can just be happy, enjoy what you have, where you are, what you're doing, and you don't have to be doing anything. Just enjoy who you are. Hmm. And what is the deeper meaning of life from your perspective? For me, there's two things I got about that. And that is, for me, my perspective is that life is to experience. And also to remember who you really are, which is love. Mm. You really love, that's all. And don't be fooled by the illusions, because once they take off the mask and the, the costumes, it's only love. It's only love. That is so beautiful. Oh, thank you, Dennis. Um, oh, this is a great interview. I can't wait to, to <laughs> you, you edit it. Oh, my God, please, please. I, I have to. Oh, yeah. And I must say something before I go. I do energy readings to help. Yeah, I was going to ask you how people uh, can help Sometimes you. even they can get healings also. That's happened in the last, actually, last week. <laughs> um, I had a woman who was uh, was a healer herself, and she couldn't heal herself. And, and she came to me and she was skeptical about me, but, but, but she still listened. And I just told her a certain thing, like what I read, because I go into people's energy, which has all the answers. I just repeat, the answers are inside you. I just read them and repeat it back to you. Mm. That's all I do. Mm. And hers was that she was not allowing because she had, she, she thought she had all this information. She, she knew it all. So she was actually blocking her her own healing <laughs> with the information that she knew. And I told her, stop thinking, just relax and allow. And I said, are you ready to allow? And she did. And a wave of love hit us both. And she was healed. Wow. Her name is Faye Curtis. She wrote she wrote a big thing on uh, Next Level Soul about, about me, what happened. Mm -hmm. And so I do health readings for people. I help people with relationships, uh, sometimes cheating husbands, cheating wives. Um, I, I help people with answers about what's happening now, today. And I read their energy because sometimes they have things in their energy that they, to make things more clear in their life about what they should be doing or what would be good for them to be doing. I, I help them with work um, and partners, loved ones. And also sometimes, sometimes I can communicate with people on the other side for them or they may have messages but it's not guaranteed because souls on the other side are very busy <laughs> they're very busy <laughs> they're having party they're doing other kinds of things so they're very busy <laughs> so it doesn't mean that they're always going to come through because you ask you know all but, right yeah <laughs> oh my goodness i felt like i've learned so much in this interview and it was so inspiring and i feel so filled right now and oh you're great because yeah. the work that you are doing is great this is exactly it this is helping raise the vibration you you're giving people information about the other side about this life right now and it's so important more important than any time in history mm. because we are going through a change that we have never done the, the earth has never did that she's never switched Mm. in all of history. Now she's switching to 5D. 
And that's so, it's so amazing. So thank you. I have to say thank you for what the work you're doing. And I, it's an honor for me to be on your show. Wow. I'm really, really, really happy about that. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for watching and also spreading the word about these messages. And may you shine the light that you are. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you want to become more who you are, and live in alignment with your soul's purpose and explore a deeper meaning with your life, then you are most welcome to join Wisdom From North membership. If you want to go deeper, you can find all our English online courses and programs at wisdomfromnorth.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube just by searching for Wisdom From North. Until the next episode, much light from here.